Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to On the Bright Line podcast, tales from recovering food addicts from the perspective of a physician, a therapist, and an off-the-wall storyteller. We are not affiliated or endorsed by Brightline Eating, and all content presented in this podcast represents our personal opinions and does not represent medical, nutritional, or psychological professional advice. episode, we are going to be talking about modifications and experiments in the BLE program. And uh, what this means really is if you choose to not follow the plan exactly as outlined, what that may look like. And I think for a lot of people, um, it's necessary because of their lifestyle or maybe even Mm -hmm. like food allergies. I mean, who knows? I mean, there's a billion reasons, but I think the one thing that I want to say before we even get into like what that looks like for us is, you know, I, I, the thing I love about BLE really is that it can be modified and that there's no, you know, there's no BLE police (laughs) all the time. I mean, I hear that, like there's no BLE police. And so, you know, you have to work the program in a way that makes sense to you and it makes sense to your lifestyle. And so, uh, I know that there are some things that, um, we, we may do a little differently in our programs. And I, like, I don't think that there's any, permission giving or anything like that, because this is your own program. You have to work it the way that makes the most sense for you in your life. You can't work it the way anybody else does. And I think even if you follow, um, you know, someone, what someone else is doing to the letter, it may not work in the same way for you. So, uh, I know this is something that, um, Bonnie, because Bonnie's been in the program longer than I have, mm-hmm. um, that they have gone through some modifications and some quote unquote experiments. So do you want to talk about like, the experiments and like what that looks like and why you might choose to do that. Sure. Okay. Um, Susan Pierce Thompson, the you know creator of BLE talks about, you should do experiments if you want to do experiments and that, you know, uh, she's a 10 plus on the susceptibility scale. Mm-hmm. And when you do experiments, uh, you risk a relapse basically. And she openly shares a lot of her experiments that she's taken that have not mm-hmm. gone well. And I, being a 10 on the susceptibility scale, am also very aware and careful about experimentation um, because I think if I spent two days eating things off plan, including sugar and flour, I think it would just reset my dopamine receptors right back to ground zero and it would take me weeks to get sober again, essentially. You know, like right. an alcoholic having a drink, it's not like just that drink, that one drink can trigger, you know, all the cravings to come back. And I'm, I am so grateful to be free of the chemical, emotional, physical cravings Mm -hmm. that I don't want to risk sugar and flour. So I will say that I have not experimented with those two at all. Right. So those those lines being, you know, the hard and fast ones, the ones you will not cross experimentally or otherwise. And I will say my husband has experimented with them uh, like once a year and he can just, just has it and goes, well, that was good. And that's that. But he's lower on the system. He is lower on the susceptibility scale. So Um, A couple of the things that we did, and I'll just tell you, uh, BLE is not a nutrition plan. It is a, it is a, it's a plan to help you deal with food addiction. And, and they're very open about that. It's not like if you follow this plan, you're going to get all the nutrients you need all the time, right? (laughs) There's a lot of latitude, including corn and squash are, you know, or I'm thinking of like winter squash, right? Right. Those are vegetables in this plan, right? Right. But they're really starchy and sugary, you know, they're natural sugars, right? Mm -hmm. But Um, so uh, when we first went on the plan 
and we're coming off of all the sugar and flour that we had been used to, we were having like winter squash every night and oh. corn every night. Sometimes two of our vegetables were corn and winter squash. Right, so right. <laughs> I would call that a borderline experiment because that's not the leafy greens or the things, right, that the plan calls for. Mm -hmm. And what we found, of course, when we ran that experiment is that our weight loss slowed to nothing. Why? Because those are just higher calorie dense foods. So that's an experiment mm -hmm. you can make. Like how much corn could I get away with and still maintain the weight I want to maintain yeah. and still be healthier, feel good or whatever. Um, some other things that we've done off plan. Um, I initially went completely decaffeinated and you guys know I'm a huge coffee mm -hmm. addict. Mm -hmm. um, you can't see me rolling my eyes. <laughs> like they're almost coming out of my Oh my head. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> big coffee, big coffee addict. So the first thing I did was I completely decaffeinated and went to black decaf coffee. And so, um, and I still do that. I still do black coffee. Um, and I got used to it because once, honestly, I got off the sugar, the milk I was, uh, I do, I do plant-based milk cause I just have a milk allergy, not mm -hmm. because of any particular like other reason, but you know, the ones I was choosing were the highest fat, highest sugar versions of those plant milks. And so, um, you know, just coming off of that was a, was a switch yeah. and I completely decaffeinated. And then to be honest, my, um, digestive system did not mm -hmm. work well, as mm -hmm. many people have experienced on this plan. She couldn't poop. I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> and so I tried all the things that people in BLE suggest, magnesium and all this stuff, it didn't work. And I realized, yeah. you know, when I have caffeinated coffee, right. things work better. So I went back to one black caffeinated coffee in the morning. Yeah. And then the rest of the day, I was doing decaf. Right. And I then eventually experimented with letting myself have the plant-based milk again. That was an experiment, which mm -hmm. is again, not on plan because that's not, you know, adding the milk that either has to be a fat or a protein mm -hmm. or a whatever. Right. And I was, I was just giving it as an extra and I did it when I got closer to maintenance. Yeah. And then I had to have the conversation with myself. Is this triggering me to eat other things? Right. Yeah. Is this causing a problem with my weight? Is this causing a problem with cravings? And the answer for me was no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was really strict with it first. It was like once a day, I only get it once mm -hmm. a day. And, and now it's like, it's twice a day or whatever. And if I find that I feel like I'm being triggered to drink more and more, then I back off. Right. Um, but it's not upsetting the rest of my program. And so, um, you know, I have, I, I, you know, if I, if I feel like I just want, you know, something to sip um, and I don't want to add the calories or, you know, I don't want to go off plan, I'm just going to have a black decaf coffee. And I've, I've grown to enjoy that pretty well. And it's just like people on the plan drink tea and drink sparkling mm -hmm. water and right. all those other things. You know, it's, it's, it does not derail me from my plan. Right. And then the final thing that we had talked about was bacon. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously bacon is a high calorie protein, right? Mm -hmm. It's got a lot of fat in it. And so if you weighed out two pieces of cooked bacon, it's going to come out to like half an ounce, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm on the woman's maintenance plan, which honestly for me is not much more than the, the meal plan, right. the, the, the weight, the weight loss. loss plan, mm -hmm. because I'm short. And so I get four ounces of protein for breakfast, which is two eggs or I can have an egg and two ounces of something else. I'm not going to eat two ounces of cooked bacon, right? That is going to no. be a lot well, more. Well, it would be delicious. I mean, it would be. <laughs> but so we've just kind of made the experiment that two slices of bacon equals two ounces of protein. And so if I do bacon, I do two ounces. I do two slices of bacon and an egg. And then the other thing that we decided, because that can become... Let's just also say you guys don't eat bacon all the time. No, I was just going to yeah. say, the yeah. other thing we decided is that can't be an everyday thing. Right. Um, that's like a once a month thing. Right. And mm -hmm. so we have really weird varying uh, work schedules. So when we kind of have an alignment where we're both kind of off for a couple of days in a row, we decide that that's the week we're going to let ourselves have the bacon, mm -hmm. you know, and then that's it. And again, th we have found that that is not triggering to eat more or to do more, where mm -hmm. to be honest... 
corn is a bigger, which is an on-planned food, but the experiment of having it every other day causes no weight loss or weight gain. Right. And it causes a craving for more right. because it's a really sugary food. Yeah, and I think what you're verbalizing is really important, that it, it is exactly an experiment, and you conducted the experiment, and you gathered the data, and you were willing to have a very honest um, you know, analysis of that data yeah. instead of saying, well, but, but right, you didn't make excuses for why you could continue to do that thing. Right, or just move into it blindly and pretending it's not happening, right? Right. Where it really just becomes a line break. Right. Yeah. So I think that's the thing is if you're going to experiment, be really deliberate about it. I mean, maybe even, you know, obviously if you're writing down your food the night before, write down, I'm going to have this thing. I'm going to try bacon. And then ask yourself to write down each night after you have that food. How did that make me feel? Is it making me... Right. Have increased cravings. And in BLE, there are some very specific questions. And I, I'm sorry, guys, I don't have those like in my head right now. Mm-hmm. But you can, you know, if you're in the program, you can go look at the modules or whatever. But there are very specific questions when you're going to, uh, and I'm putting in air quotes, conduct mm-hmm. the experiment right. that you ask yourself, right. like, is this triggering? Is this, yeah, you know, how is this making me feel? Do I have peace with it? Do I? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Bonnie's got I it. I know look some of them. <laughs> do I have peace around it? Right. You know, is it, is it, is it escalating? Oh, Meaning, yes, am I, yes, am I yes. doing it more and more and more? Yeah. You know, is it, familiar. is it triggering, you know, cravings? Right. Um, and how is it affecting my weight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, and am I, and am I okay with that? Right. right. And so I think that's, those are all things you have to consider anytime you make any adjustment, even again, like corn, which is in the plan, yeah. but right. you know what I mean? And as Megan said, sometimes you might need to make adjustments to the plan because you have a nutritional health issue. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, if you're deficient in a certain food um, or a mineral or or element, um, you know, you can eat steak every night on this plan. That's a a protein, right? But is that, I've recently read somebody concerned because their cholesterol went up on this plan and it's like probably, again, there's different kinds of fats you can eat. What, you know, are you doing bacon fat and beef fat or are you doing olive Um, oil and, right? And I mean, so there could be things affecting that. Well, and I will say the other thing too is is that there are experiments that are very, what I think are like very healthy, you know, knowledge-based experiments that we can do in this too above like, so for instance, I do some regular hiking and I was having some severe hunger on the days after I hiked and I do, and I'm doing like, you know, between five and 10 miles when I'm hiking. So they're not small hikes, but, and I was, you know, I'm burning quite a few calories. And so I actually went on a coaching call. Um, you know, one of the coaches advised me to mm-hmm. add some extra protein on the days that I'm hiking, and it has helped. And it was I was nervous about that, but I and I wanted I wanted mm-hmm. to hear the official word from the coaches, mm-hmm. like which is the funny thing is I knew that that's what they were going to say, but I didn't want to do it without the permission, which is a whole nother you know like a right. whole other psychological thing. But I think for me, now knowing that it's like okay. You know, days that I hike, I know I can have some extra protein because that will help me with the hunger. And, yeah. and it hasn't affected my weight loss. Mm-hmm. It doesn't trigger me. Maybe other than I'm like, ooh, I should hike today so I can eat some <laughs> extra protein. No, I don't do that. Um, but, you know, I, it's really just a it's a it's a maintenance of my body of like I need extra protein because I'm going to be hiking today. So mm-hmm. I think there's other things that you have to think about. And, you know, they've they've now renamed the pro, the. So there's the weight loss version, and then they used to call it men's and women's. They don't call it that anymore. They call it regular weight loss and enhanced weight loss. And the reason being is because mm-hmm. there are people who are very athletic that are doing BLE and that cannot eat the amount of protein that's on just the regular weight loss and maintain just like <laughs> daily function. Right. So I think the, the 
you have to think about all these things as like, you know, if you're someone who is sedentary all day long and you're not, you know, you're not doing any kind of physical activity, which is totally fine. And there's, that's fine. Then you probably don't need to do any kind of enhancement. But you know, if you're someone who's already marathon training, like going on four ounces of protein a meal for a woman is probably not going to be enough. And yeah. I think you have to be realistic about like what your life is and how that looks, um, with what you add in the program. So I wanted to talk really quick about coffee. I have not given up coffee. I will never give up coffee. <laughs> and I drink coffee with oat milk in it. So that's, and that's my, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't change anything for me. Um, you know, I have, I normally have a couple cups a day and that's what I do. And, uh, the two ounces of oat milk is considered a condiment now. Like that's what it's considered. And I know Susan says to only drink coffee with meals. I don't necessarily follow that, but again, mm -hmm. it's not, you know, I have little kids. I just, I need coffee. It's the one thing I haven't, I'm not addressing it right now, maybe in the future. Um, that's, yeah. that'll be something mm -hmm. I'll think about to address, mm -hmm. but it's not, um, if you, you know, if you're yeah. watching on yeah. YouTube, I have a big your, thing of cold tanker. brew. Yes. My tanker of cold brew with uh, oat milk in it. So, uh, yeah. So do you want to talk about, you don't have anything to no, talk about Robin, no. none of the psychology of any of this, of the experiment. <laughs> well, but I think like we were talking about the importance of truly being willing to assess what's working for you and what's not that, that it's not right. You can't make excuses about, well, I'm, I'm going to wait because of uh, X, Y, and Z, you know, not because of the bacon, right. Right. That you have to be willing to be, to be really honest about what, what is the variable that's changing. Right. And in a scientific experiment, we change one variable at a time. Right. So that might mean, okay, I'm going to add bacon in, but nothing else in my diet is going to change because you want to know, okay, if my weight's going up or if I'm having, you know, more emotional eating or I'm wanting to increase that behavior. Yeah. It, it's linked back to the bacon. Right. And what about accountability? I mean, I think that that's another thing, you know, mm -hmm. if you're going to conduct an experiment or do any kind of modification, I think it's probably good not to do that in a vacuum. Yeah. Right? If right. you find yourself wanting to add the bacon and not tell anyone. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a sign. I, guess that's, I, was getting, I was trying to get someone to say that. Thank yeah. you. I mean, I mean, I think that's the thing, right? Um, just like you mentioned that, you know, exercise more to lose weight. That's something that I used to do. Yes. And mm -hmm. so I've found yeah. myself definitely being tempted to like, well, I could add this and then I'll just go run today. And the reality right. is sometimes I can't go run today because I hurt right. my yep. knee or I got busy with yep. work. And the beauty of this program is I've been able to maintain my weight whether or not I exercise. Right. So mm -hmm. unless you're seriously doing these long hikes like Megan's doing and then you're making the conscious thing like I'm adding in the protein to make sure just to offset this day of exercise right. instead right. of I'm just going to ramp up these foods right. all the time because then right. I'll just work it off. That's such an unhealthy yeah. approach. And again, if you're trying to make a change – um, and, and you find yourself not wanting to share it with an accountability buddy yeah. or write it down the night before, or, you know, if, if those things are happening, it's already escalating. I mean, in that right. thing, do you have peace with it? Is it escalating? Yes. It's already mm -hmm. escalating before you've even started. So that's your sign to be careful. And again, there's no BLE police. No one's going to tell you, you no. can't do that. Mm -hmm. But if you want to really succeed in this program and be fit, healthy and have freedom from the food thoughts, be careful about your ads and be careful about your experiments. Yeah. Right. Being willing to define what your actual goal is. And if your goal is to live a truly healthier lifestyle, free from that food chatter, right. Right. Then you have to make a decision about what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. 
So um, I think that the, you know, to kind of end cap the, this discussion, we really just, um, you know, we're, we're telling you about our experience, like our experience on the program, Bonnie and I on the program and Robin obviously is just, um, you know, the, the psychological uh, expert of the group. <laughs> BLE adjacent. There you go, BLE adjacent. <laughs> um, in that, you know, the things that we have done to modify the program, but I just, I, I think my, what I continue to think and love about BLE is that it is, it, it's not a nutrition program, like Bonnie said. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, this isn't optimal nutrition. This is, here's a plan, here's, a, here's an outline that will help you maybe get a hold of the food addiction. And mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, like we do BLE because we're food addicts and that we need this structure around our food. Now, that being said, we have all different lifestyles and the way that we live those lifestyles has to make sense. And I think if you're trying to fit into someone else's plan that maybe doesn't have the same lifestyle as you, I think that could be a recipe for, you know, for some failure. And I just, you know, I think that that's the thing is that you have to really be, um, you know, cognizant of these choices that you're making and why you're making them. And like Bonnie said, just really do, you know, you know, really make, you know, have the discussion internally about, um, why you're making the choices that you're making. So, uh, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time. (laughs) 